You're listening to a DM podcast. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders both past and present. This is the Dude Cinema Podcast. But I was just like scrolling through it like nerds, 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 like I don't care. <laughs> Movie shaming needs to stop. Obviously, a dude wrote this script. These teeth aren't friends, and I'm like, I'm about it. I honestly think that this movie should just be called Red Flags. <laughs> Let me, Miles, tell you. Fuck you, Stanley Kubrick. This is the Dude Cinema Podcast. My name is Beck Child, and with me is my gorgeous co-host, Alex J. This is the podcast where we watch all the movies that dudes have told us we have to see. And joining us today, I'm going to say our very first dude, the dude that helped start this <laughs> wow, wow, whole wow. podcast. The dude that said you'd have, he loves movies so much, he's like, you have to start this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our original producer and comedian and podcaster extraordinaire, Alexi Tobliopoulos. Wow, thank you for having me back. And might I say congratulations on Four years four of podcasting. Years. Wow, wow, wow. Four years ago, we started you this had little thing. But a dream, you had but a hope, and now you are here. Probably lost both dream and hope. Yes. But, uh, you are still doing it. But, but we're we committed. persevere. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of lovely people mm-hmm. really like us. you got to do it for the fans, you know. Yeah. That yeah. is where the energy comes from. We like to give At back. a certain point in your life, that's where the energy <laughs> comes from. It switches from passion yeah. to service. But congratulations. Yeah. It's so awesome. It's actually a huge achievement to keep going podcasting for this long. To Thank find you. beautiful success. To find a great audience. Congratulations to you both. Thank you, Alexi. My pride is and- emanating for you. Right now. <laughs> Feel it. And thank you for helping us start. You really were such an integral part to starting this podcast. Wow. wow We've wow, recorded wow. our first ever episode in your living room. In my living room, yeah. And also, I remembered we recorded, uh, I was telling this to Alex the other day oh, yeah. we caught up. I remember we recorded an episode back, like a test one, where we were trying to figure out how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, an ex-boyfriend of yours house oh, in Bondi. Yes. And then when we were leaving, Alex and I were like leaving to like head back to our side of town. And there were thousands of <gasps> magpies, magpies yes. that just swarmed the building. And the, yeah, your there was balcony. Like 20 yes. magpies on the fucking balcony. That Honestly, was so I think it was more than 20. It was so many. It was like, crazy. When I'm being hyperbolic saying a thousand, but there were <laughs> was, close to a hundred. There was, was so lot. many. And Alex and I were just like cowering, like, um, <laughs> what do, do we do? Can like, we Leave? Are we allowed to leave? What's going on? Are we stuck here? So, I don't know. That place was cursed. It was cursed yeah. from the beginning. It was a sign. We still live there. It's lovely. We're still yeah. trapped. We've never left. Yeah. I can't leave. The it. magpies won't let us leave. They'll I'm- find me no matter where I am, so I just moved back. <laughs> I'm too scared to get swooped, goodness gracious. <laughs> but I forgot about that completely and then Alex and I were catching up. It just came back into my mind. I go, that was fucking crazy. Yeah. That was mm. one of the weirder, more, that was you know, t- an, an omen of some kind perhaps. Yeah, because they were looking at us through the glass. They were looking they were at us. They at us. Yeah, it wasn't, and we didn't do anything. What could we do? I didn't offend yeah. them, I'm no. sure. Like I didn't rouse on them or anything, no, no, no. but they, they had I it in not, for us. I did crush a nest full of eggs before you arrived, oh, unfortunately. On the balcony. Yes, yes, I just got out and started stomping <laughs> down on those eggs. See you, Bondi. Yeah. <laughs> so you get for being rich cons. <laughs> Magpies, no, no class. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the one that we recorded that day was a, a test record, like mm-hmm. you said, Alexi, but it was for John Wick. Yeah. You oh, remember, yes. remember we did a John Wick and it yeah. was so terrible. Never see the light yeah. of day. Well, we had to figure out how to talk on a podcast, yeah. you know? We Takes hadn't time. yet. This yeah. is early days of... Like yeah. our gen of It was basically four years ago, but exactly. I had to put a guess to it. Around about. <laughs> I think the problem was we liked it too much. We were like, yeah. this, we can't start our first episode and be like, we're going to mm. tell people what we think and we like all the we movies that it. you like. Thank you so much. <laughs> Turns out you guys are right. <laughs> no, that's not the platform of this podcast. <laughs> you guys are wrong. <laughs> and we're going to tell you how. So, Alexi, before we get started, you have an mm-hmm. amazing project that has been released over the last few months. Yes. Thank you, and thank you for acknowledging me. And we want yeah. to tell our listeners all about it. Go. Uh, well, it's called Finding Years. It's a documentary comedy series between Cameron James and I that we produce with Auntie Donna and Screen Australia. Cameron uh, James, Alexi, both very good friends of this pod. Yes, we are co-conspirators yes. of this podcast. <laughs> but we basically solve mysteries. That's our job. Yeah. Mysteries in 
the realm of pop culture and we solved this unsolved mystery that was on the internet for like 10 years about this game called Kanye Quest. Mm-hmm. Barely related to Kanye. This game is about this show. The timing is impeccable. We snuck in. <laughs> it would be too late for us. But uh, there was this game called Kanye Quest. It's kind of like Pokemon. Someone anonymously put it up on the internet and there's all these like hints to this like secret hidden level that is like a recruitment tool for a new age cult and people have been theorizing there's this cult called Ascensionism that tries to recruit people through this game bring them into this new religion about like immortality through the internet and technology all this matrixy shit Um, and no one's been able to figure out who made the game and we are the first people to solve this mystery you solved it yeah we solved the mystery we got further than anyone we broke the case we actually are good detectives yeah Um, but it's called Funny Jesus it's like a documentary investigative documentary it's kind of like a true crime podcast where there's no crime and the stakes are quite low but oh, they love that high. that's yeah. what, oh we love a low uh, stakes anything <coughs> i love it when stakes are low so we'll put links in the show notes for this episode click through. as well click so through head over so today mm-hmm. we are brought here, here to talk about the second movie we ever mm-hmm. reviewed which was a Top Gun. Mm. Yes. Not the second Top Gun Not movie. Maverick. Not Top, Top Gun, Gun Maverick. Maverick, sadly. Top Gun, full oh. stop. There's no colon yeah. after this Top, Top Gun. Top Gun original for the second time. Yeah, mm. for the redo. Yeah. Before we get into it, Alexi, what mm-hmm. did, do you watch Top, Top Gun Maverick? Yes, I saw it a few times in cinema. I actually mm. really loved it. I think ah. it's a wonderful motion picture. The first time I saw it, I saw it with um, our dear friend Henry Stone, mm-hmm. and we went to see it in 4DX, which is where the <gasps> seats move. The, Best stuff. way to see cinema, okay. in yeah. my opinion. You still it haven't experienced. It wasn't even 40x. It's one the Hoyt's equivalent, which is called something else. But it's a little bit different. That one where it's like the, the individual chairs move instead of being like a roller coaster oh. where they all sit together. Uh-huh. And we sat down, and the moment that the movie begins and Maverick first takes flight, my chair elevated and my feet left the ground. Oh, stop! And my brain just went, "You're flying." <laughs> And I just loved it from then on. I've seen it, I think, uh, two or three times since then. I just think it's really a high-quality film. Like, it's Mm. really, really beautifully structured. Really nice, smart, clever, simple screenplay. Mm. Beautiful performance by Tom Cruise. Mm. I really, really love that movie a lot. The sequel. I think it's fantastic. Same. We did we too. Mm. We're obsessed Beautiful movie. with it. Fucking loved it. I want to watch it again, but mm. if I watch it twice, I think it will be considered cheating. Yeah. <laughs> it's just beautiful. you got to see it. Such a... And let's not let's not beat around the bush. It's a very sexy movie. Yeah, it's quite sexy. sexy. Everyone in it is mm. sexy and course the boyfriend of the podcast miles teller mm. i've watched it twice yeah. and i rarely watch like new wow. movies more than once mm-hmm. especially for the podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i i on like by my own consent to myself watched it a second time mm. and it was so good it gets yeah. even better the second time around yeah Alexi, do you remember when you first watched the first Top Gun? Uh, I don't remember exactly when I first saw it, but I'm a big fan of Tony Scott, the director. He is one of my heroes, I would say. I think he's just like a fantastic director of big blockbuster pop culture moments. And he was very experimental, always very experimental. Mm -hmm. And Top Gun is probably my least favorite of his movies. Just one I never have completely connected with. And I think I've always felt that way. Mm-hmm. And just and it's always surprising because it might be his most famous film. Right. But it's just the only one that I've just never really got a complete handle on. And there's a few mm. things that just draw me back. I guess we'll talk about that sure, over sure, this sure. Uh, over this discussion that might come up. <laughs> but there are a few things I still connect with. I think it is like a very lush, beautiful, aesthetic vibe to the whole thing mm-hmm. that Tony Scott brings to his films. But I think the first time I saw it probably would have been late teens yep. and it would have been like when I was trying to explore his filmography more for the first time. I go through everything. Um, but yeah, just one of those ones. And even though I love so many elements, I love Tom Cruise. I love Val Kilmer. Don't know. I think I have a military propaganda. I usually have like an arm's length. I'm not big. Mm. Like I don't like war movies very much. Yeah. And it's just probably my genre that I feel least connected to is like, war cinema or military style cinema and um don't know just was one that i've never really connected with much but it is still 
And there's a lot in there to still gain pleasure from from rewatching every probably seven years or That's something. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> what I other films have, has Tony Scott yeah. done? Uh, Tony Scott, so he's a brother of Ridley Scott. Ah. Uh, they're brothers. They both start in commercials. Uh, but he is probably. I always prefer Tony Scott to Ridley Scott. So he's probably best known for being like Denzel Washington's auteurist director Mm. along with like Spike Lee. So Spike Lee would probably do like more of like the important historical pictures with Denzel. Mm -hmm. He does more like the action blockbuster stuff with Denzel. So like Unstoppable, Man on Fire, Take Your Pelham 1, 2, 3, uh, Deja Vu. But then also he directed... The Jay-Z music video? Oh. No, I don't think he directed that. But um, he probably also well known for stuff like True Romance, like the Quentin Tarantino script. Uh, Crimson Tide is another Denzel one that he did. But he um, probably is most well known in like the ladies. He passed away. He committed suicide probably like ten years ago. Um, And he was he, he started making like films that were very experimental in the way that he would use camera because he would always talk about like how all the action and tension and stuff comes from actors so it's in his service to cap make sure he captures performance and capture it very raw so he usually has like multiple cameras pointed at the actors ah. all the time so he can like get really quick performance that feels very in the moment and yeah. very like capture the tone that way but then he's like but my duty is also to like assist in building with cameras so he was very experimental with how he uses cameras. Mm-hmm. And I think that he was not a, not necessarily a music video director, but his filmmaking informed music videos at different parts of each of his career. So Top Gun early, very lush aesthetic. Yeah. This is early in his career. He'd only made, I think, two or three movies before this. And then uh, very lush very warm colors mm. and i think like even the way he uses film like celluloid is mm. interesting like it always feels even that feels interesting with him uh and then like his later career shit like domino and like unstoppable and man on fire where it's like very Double bold and yeah. like the camera movement is very strange the editing is very different experimental i think he's had uh, at the time, critics don't think understood him. And now there's like a almost a reappraisal where people go, oh, holy shit, this guy was so important. And I think this past year is very uh, key to understanding his filmography because two major movies, Top Gun mm. and Ambulance, have both been dedicated to him in some kind of ah. official capacity in like honoring, honoring his filmmaking memory and like That's what nice. he did to like help shape uh, filmmaking, especially action filmmaking, because mm. he's like the top tier. I just love, 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 love him. I can't. It's so funny that you say that. Like he informed a lot of music mm. video creation because uh, Top Gun really just feels like mm. a music video for Danger Zone. A lot of the time, Absolutely. like it really and take does. Take your breath away. Like it does. Really yeah. does. It's like quick shots, action, mm. lots of movement, but no dialogue. Like there's barely any dialogue in this yes. movie. Yeah. Um, it's so a visual story, right? Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. And now all the emotion comes visually as well. It's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Well, that's nice to know Ooh. some actual facts about yeah. the director <laughs> yeah. before we jump into People the are like, movie. Oh my god, my brain feels bigger yeah. listening yeah. to this podcast <laughs> for once. I'm like, I need to chew on that for a while. <laughs> Alexi, what was your? When did you first see this movie? For this podcast. Wow. Yeah. Four years ago. Four years ago. Also a teenager. Also a, just a. <laughs> Little Just starting solids. Just, yes. yeah. <laughs> On the solids. Really, really loving the sweet potato. Mm, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and we actually watched it together because yes. I, I re-listened to the first episode this morning through gritted teeth. Um, Proud of you. <laughs> thank you. And we watched this movie together. I think this is back in the day when we had high hopes that we'd watch every movie <laughs> wow. together as well as of, record. So, yeah, a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thinking that we would just sit in silence the whole movie and then wait until the record to... For all of our amazing observations. Yeah, yeah, yeah just <laughs> eyes ahead, no interaction. <laughs> also just for time. Like I think yeah. often you're watching them at 1am, I'm watching them at 6am. Like mm, as if, on we, the train as and if stuff. we were ever going to be able to line up <laughs> watching these movies every single week together. Um, but yeah, I just, I remember even before re-listening to the app, I remember just not liking it mm. at all. This is not my type of film. What do you remember about... Um, 
this film, like when you first watched Top Gun? I because I think I mean you probably know better than me because you've listened to mm. the episode. I don't remember what I said. Ooh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> I think I watched this with my mom oh. a while ago because okay. she's a big Top Gun fan. Wow. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think because she, uh, when she was a journalist, she flew in a FAA team. Is that a fighter jet? Uh, yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah. And uh, oh wait, no. She Did didn't you fly see in combat? One. No, she didn't see combat. I think this what was is her in sign? Australia in the 80s, so I don't wow. think there was any combat going on for her to see. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, I think it was in Darwin, too. Oh, so I'm wow, like, nah, okay. I think okay. there was too much going on. Yeah, zooming around then, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Just having some fun times. I think she was actually, she wasn't in it. She was in a helicopter and saw them go past. Oh, okay. I think. And so she would always just say, Sounds like, this is a little bit like uh, Steve Renner's Easy was at 9 11. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a concocted story of some kind. I was in the fighter jet. Yeah, I, was in the fighter I, jet. I think you need training for that, mum. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, I'll, I'll saw but one. I've seen Top Gun now, so I know that you do. <laughs> so I think I watched it with her, and I just, because, you know, when you watch, I mean, this is the whole premise of the podcast, you watch a movie with someone who's mm. just like, too into yeah. it and they're like she's like standing and like she's with the same person wow. we're both very insane so <laughs> she was like standing like punching in the air and stuff while wow. we were watching it and i was like this is just i can't at what point i can't imagine this. yeah having so much energy from this movie well that's in my veins and that's <laughs> why i struggle to stay on task with anything ever <laughs> So I think that's the first time I watched this movie. Okay. Is that what I said on the podcast? That was that did not come up. Okay. Maybe I'm okay. making this all up. No, then. that's that's right. <laughs> what did come up on the podcast was our first Juliet impression of your mum, which wow, I thought was very fun. That's yes. become a staple of the pod. You did the Hello Juliet speaking. Oh <laughs> yes. The fart in the bath. Fart in the bath. <laughs> and I said after that, I can't wait to meet your mum. Four years later, TikTok, Rebecca, I still haven't Whoa. met your mum. We got to get her in. Juliet? I've never met Juliet. Well, because for most of the time she was li- living in on the other Perth, side of the yeah. country. Oh, wow. I mean, and, and now, now she, she lives, lives on an on island. The, yeah, on an island, which is somehow an hour out of the CPT. Almost as far as Perth. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whoa. Just as difficult to Wait, get where, to. Wait, what islands? Oh, my God. Okay, so she lives in basically near Sydney. Yes. yes. Wow, okay. Yeah, it's wow. impossible wow. to get to. Yeah. You can only get there by F-88. Most of the islands are landing straight. Wow. Very inconvenient. Mm, exciting. But she feels at home. Yeah, they got to walk around with earplugs all the time. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we have to make that happen this I year. I can't believe that. Mm, I'm crazy. genuinely quite embarrassed. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> we purported the idea because at that time we did not like Tom Cruise that maybe Tom Cruise was sexy only to dudes. Wow, which Alexi did. I think I would have confirmed at that time. Yeah, I do. Mm. Yeah, he has something. The guy got something. Yeah, <laughs> he's intense. I guess. But, yeah, <laughs> for dudes that's mm. sexy. For girls that's like mm, he is scary. Something's happening. Yeah. <laughs> not don't he's like scary. it. And then I said at the at the time I have never and will never like Tom Cruise, mm. and I just like to say that has now changed wow. because me of too. Maverick yes. was Maverick the one that was changed Maverick. you. Okay, yeah. wow, interesting. Okay, literally changed everything yeah. around Tom Cruise for me. Is he sexy in Maverick? No, but I res- after you can yeah. see how much he cares about it. Yes, and yeah. the effort and time and energy he puts into the role and training, mm. and he genuinely. Yeah. Like, just the craft of it and how yeah. good he is. I was like, I really respect that. Yep. Mm. And my pussy is open. It's wow. open. Out of respect. Out of respect. Out of respect. Yeah. Yes. Metaphorically. I, I'm, I actually am still shocked that he didn't get the acting nomination for Maverick. That's I think sucks. that he would have snuck yeah. in his way into the yeah. into the top five. Yeah. But it also, it still makes sense. Not many of these action movies get that kind of... That's true. Especially that kind of performance. They don't get acknowledged very much. But I thought that this would be one to sneak through because it just was like such a big connector, that movie. Huge, yeah. Huge. Biggest movie of the year next to Avatar. It's crazy. So mm. did did Maverick get nominated? Got picture and I think it got screenplay and then obviously like he's a technical Oscar yeah. nominations. But picture, picture. Got, okay. That's the big one they got. Bummer for Tom. Has he won? Never. He's only been nominated twice for Born the Fourth of July and Magnolia. Uh, oh, maybe Jerry Maguire as well. Mm-hmm. But I think those are the two that was close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's sad. I think he deserves it for yeah, this one. Yeah, I think so. Because I think I well, like... With all the money he puts into Scientology, you think mm. he would have got one by yeah. now. Yeah. 
Surely Scientology has some hands Scientology in, in the academy. Scientology is out, honey. Is they it? Don't, they have enough control over the industry anymore. People are sick of them. They're over. <gasps> That's exciting, finally. Yeah, so I think I like Tom Cruise in whatever this act of his mm. life is. I don't like a young Tom Cruise. Yeah. Too arrogant, too teethy. Well, I think mm. this is the beginning of a new act because Top Gun Maverick so is the first time that he's ever acknowledged his age in the movie where mm. it's like always oh, about him getting old. None of his previous movies have that. Right. Even like the Mission Impossibles and stuff like that. This is the first time where it's like he's fucking old. old. And it's the first time he acknowledged that he looks a little bit older and stuff. It's interesting because he like has that. not, he didn't age for like 50 years. No. And then the last few years, like bang, just something, a little bit of age has crept through. Yeah. It's been interesting. I think it's fascinating that he's like acknowledging it. That's and really I cool. wonder what the, where this phase will go because you can't do the action heavy shit forever. Yeah. Will he be like a Paul Newman, do some more like older man supporting so. stuff? Mm. I wonder. I'm interested. I would love that for Tom Cruise because mm. I think that's like, I find him endearing now. Yeah. And maybe it is because he's suddenly not self-deprecating but just like aware that he's mm. not a superhero because that's yeah. kind of the vibe I've always got from him. I'm like he thinks he's a superhero yeah. and he lives that way, jumping on couches and all that yeah. stuff. But like now maybe he'll be just be a bit more humble and I think that's mm. the era of Tom Cruise I'm into. I hope so. Yeah, I like him soft around the edges. Mm, mm. I think so. Um, his skin was very – I will say on a rewatch, his skin was so tight on yeah. his face. Yeah. Like it was like – Latex on there, yeah. and I was like, "That's not real." Come on, brother, loosen it up. Yeah. <laughs> loosen those cheeks, babe. You discovered skincare too early. I don't mm. trust it. Yeah, <laughs> no one needs retinol at twenty-two, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we jump in? Yes. send you up against the best. Yes, sir. You two characters are going to Top Gun. I feel the need. The need for speed. Up there with the best of the best. For Lieutenant Pete Maverick Mitchell and his friend and co-pilot Nick Goose Bradshaw, being accepted into an elite training school for fighter pilots is a dream come true, but a tragedy as well as personal demons will threaten Pete's dreams of becoming an ace pilot. Wow, okay. All right. Alexi, in your own words, how would you describe this film for anyone who hasn't seen it? Well, I would say the description of this movie is less so in its plot because it's like, who cares? It's about the tone. It's about the yeah. subtext that is barely subtextual. <laughs> where this is a film about male relationships with each other. And I'm using the word relationship because it is dare I say ambiguous whether those relationships are sexual in Pla- nature platonic or platonic or peen to peen peen tonic if you will <laughs> but um, this, this is a movie about men male relationships fragility of male ego mm. and also the daddy issues this Ooh. is the first when I was watching it this time I got a lot of the daddy issue mm. Lieutenant Pete Maverick lives in his dead father's shadow I forgot that whole storyline never which how and not to bring up Maverick but how interesting Mm. that then fucking Miles Teller's character is also Rooster's living in his father's shadow exactly who disappeared in similar circumstances as well so I think it's all about that and also Meg Ryan movie star steal the show for like four minutes oh Oh my god God. one of my favourite stars of all time some of the best chemistry I've ever seen on screen Mm. with those two oh my gosh okay yeah good point and can I say way more chemistry between those two than an entire movie of Kelly McGillis and yeah. Tom Cruise's characters. I do love Kelly McGillis, though. Love her. She was I, great. I will say one note, maybe, to that is interesting for me as a Tony Scott fan, mm. because this movie looks so warm. Like, there's a lot of orange and yellows capturing, like, this, like, summer hum mm. that I think is very interesting. Like, everything is this movie very orange and yellow. The one blue scene 
that is like color coded cold and blue is the fuck scene between him yes. and Kelly McGillis. And I think that's showing how heat radiates between the boys. And when he has sex oh, with the woman, it, it is means all cold and blue. Because they're actually mm. gay. This, oh. a, this is an interesting <laughs> movie because I, it is quite uh, queer coded, obviously, because it's like um, the frictions of male friendship and they have like yeah. these deep emotional bonds. But I also, and like, you know, it's not a new thought to say that. Like, mm. there's been people mm. been saying a fucking for ever there's like scenes in movies where they discuss this shit yeah which is why we chose it for pride happy mm, pride yes, absolutely <laughs> but i also think this is a really rare example maybe this is why i don't connect to it so deeply mm. because it is almost like hetero camp like is yeah. it is like i think there is a campness to it mm. and there is a queer subtextuality to it but i actually don't think those two things intersect very much mm. and i think that the camp quality of this is very straight geared hetero camp mm. i don't quite know how to put it into words yet but it was just something an observation that i had from watching this yesterday and having the feelings of watching i was like oh this is like uh, yeah sure it's queer coded easily but it's like the camp quality feels so fucking hetero that i can't quite mm. put my finger on it i mean that's a pretty good way to sum it up is yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah I just don't know how else to describe it but what's the what's Miles Teller's character's name Goose's son Rooster. Gosling Rooster okay I thought it was Gosling, Gosling. Like baby Goose. <laughs> um, but I was like yeah he should have been gay Oh, that would be he cool. He should have been yeah. gay with Tom Cruise. No, then it would have Cruise. been too sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Beck would have been able to leave the cinema. <laughs> him and Glenn Powell. Mm, yeah, see, that's it. That's how it should have been done. Oh, my that's God. That's how you improve it. That's how you win the Oscar for that's Best Adapted Screenplay. That's how you win the Oscar. Jesus. All right, I'm going to write a letter after this. Mm. I love it. I'm No, I'm there. Do you, Mr. Tom Cruise? Yeah. I have an edit <laughs> suggestion for you. Can you make them kiss? He's like, I didn't edit it. I didn't direct it. Leave me alone. <laughs> Can I ask as well, when you watch this movie, because mm. I think this is a male weepy, but does that translate to women? Like, do you get emotional watching this movie? Do you find... Uh, I did. Okay, yeah. So I watched it yesterday. I rewatched yesterday and I got emotional, but probably very different parts mm. at the exact same points we did the first time. Wow. All around mm. how creepy he is to Kelly McGillis's character. Mm. Everything else, though, didn't hit me. And I think it's because I just still just don't like Tom Cruise in this era. Mm. And I just find him too... I can't, like, connect with him. I didn't feel sad for him. Like, all the emotions... The only emotion I really felt was just, like, leave Kelly McGillis alone, please. Yeah. Mm. So what about you, Beck? Oh, I just... The goose thing is just heartbreaking. Mm. Like, so, and I felt also mostly upset for... Meg Ryan. Meg, yeah, Meg Ryan's yeah. character. Yeah. And like, little oh baby Miles Teller oh, on the yes. piano and stuff. Yes. <laughs> I was like, so that's cute. Oh, it's fucking horrendous. Because mm. also as well, Tom Cruise doesn't like grieve properly. Mm. Yes. And that I also affected why. me as well now that, because I'm like, I think I've under, doing this podcast has made me understand men's mental health a lot more mm. and I've learned so much more in those years and I'm like oh this is he doesn't have any coping like yeah. he doesn't have any way to process this emotionally yeah mm. literally Tom Cruise in real life does not believe in therapy so yeah does know, he really or a Scientology, Scientology. tenant oh, to do my therapy oh oh boy yeah I mean if anyone needs it <laughs> yeah. you can google Tom Cruise plus Brooke Shields and learn quite a bit I'd say Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Did she come do it? No, tell you, gotta, you just got to watch. You got to read. I don't want to say too much on the record because I don't remember at all. Okay. But um, yeah, we'll research. Let's mm. do it on yeah, Patreon for yeah. this week. <laughs> um, but what's your 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 emotional points in this movie? I think the goose stuff for sure. But I think it is. I don't know because I think because I don't have an emotional connection to this movie, mm. I don't get the weepiness. But it is like a male weepy because it's a melodrama. Mm. Like sure. it is like high energy melodrama that is like male focused, whereas melodrama is often female fo- female yeah. perspective focused because mm. it's a male perspective. And I think uh, this genre, like war films, because it is like it's mainly just the boys hanging out mm. in this kind of genre. They uh, often gives men the permission to feel their emotions because it's men being vulnerable with each other in these high stakes situations. Exactly. Even though this is also a war movie without a conflict, like a real war conflict in it, they have they manufacture something to it, mm. and it is like same with the new Top Gun as well, which is very interesting. I don't know. It's just like a weird thing because this is just not a genre like deeply connect with yeah it's like i think it gives a lot of men the permission to be able to have those weepier moments Mm, and to accept the emotion from them Mm. but um yeah it's interesting because 
I guess if this one is like that, the goose stuff is quite beautiful. Like I, that's why I got watching it this time because I think Goose and McGrine are so good together, oh, and I think so that Anthony Edwards as Goose, mm-hmm. I think him and McGrine, they're really wonderful together. And it's just like these lovely little screenwriting moments where the first time she comes into port or whatever, and they go to pick her up, and you he there's a line that McGrine s- says where he's like, "Oh, I hear that you're Maverick, you're obsessed with this fucking instructor." that you guys have and he's like I think it's just like a great screenwriting moment because mm. it shows that Maverick has a close enough relationship with Goose where he's vulnerable with him and tells him his secrets yeah. and then Goose still talks to his wife about yeah. them and then he and the wife have enough of a relationship together where the three of them can be open about those things and joke about and joke them all about together it. yeah. like that's a lovely screenwriting moment and then later on when they're playing like the piano scene with the little baby and Kelly McGillis is there too but Tom Cruise is sitting next to Meg Ryan has his arm around her I think those are all beautiful acted directed and written moments that Mm. like have these that help build those emotions to when the crunch of Goose dying just really land beautifully Mm -hmm. and I think that is like the strongest suits of this movie is like building those emotions slowly and slyly I think is really good yeah totally also especially in that something about that bar scene with the piano Mm. I want to go to that bar so badly. Yes. Just something about it is like it's shot like such a comfortable place. And you, t- I've just picked mm. up on this now with all the warmness of mm. it. And I'm like, that looks like an awesome place to have yeah. a beer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like fancy or flashy no, or anything. It just or looks like fun. Yeah. I mean, it is warm to look at, but also as we mentioned in the first time we did this episode, it's very warm in general because mm. they were all very sweaty, very sweaty all movie. the time and no one wipes a brow once in this Never. fucking movie. Yeah. So, but it does, yeah, that, that scene is so beautiful. I love that they have that connection for Tom Cruise between two male characters, like the melodrama mm. of it because, like you said, it, it allows male audiences to really let themselves get swept up in it and then grieve Goose's death yeah. and stuff. Whereas I think if they'd made it a melodrama between Kelly McGill, like a male mm. and female character, yeah. men might not as like let themselves become as vulnerable totally. when watching it because yeah. it's pretty normal and tropey that there's a romantic plot line that has yeah. struggles in it. But instead having two male characters go through that. Mm. That wouldn't have happened very much back then. Oh, yeah. I think in a big blockbuster yeah. way like this, I think that's exactly mm. right. That's and so then nice. I think as well also the slow build of the relationship between Val, Kilmer and everyone else is mm. so beautiful as well. Valerie, oh my God. Valerie. Just, I think they're the, I love them in this movie. Yeah. I love Val Kilmer. So beautiful, it so tender. so nice to see him. Oh my God. I Because re- I remember like hating That's Val Kilmer in shit. this because I was like, he's the villain. Or mm. He is kind of the, as the villain. Yeah, he is like an antagonist. Yeah. Because there's no real war conflict. But yeah, you're right. So it's like he has to be the antagonist because he spurs on Maverick to try harder and he yeah. antagonizes him literally. It's like fucking we it's a screenplay that I like while I don't love this movie, but the screenplay is like every idea that they do is clever. It's cool. But just it, it can't always amount to everything. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And also uh, uh back to the the bar scene and showing, I loved that they showed how close Meg Ryan mm. and Tom Cruise's character was yeah. with his arm around her God, and her, stuff. Love her and I love that they didn't even once introduce a plotline problem or issue where maybe Maverick and Meg Ryan mm. have like a thing. Because yeah. I feel like in a lot of movies they could introduce that to spice up the storyline. I think they the had an MFM. Line. I think that goes. Yeah. I think at one point they had uh, an MFM. That's cute. And then in that's Hop cute. Gun 3 they'll find that Miles Teller is actually Maverick's son. Yes! From the, from the moment. I love that for them. <laughs> and I also loved just in that scene Meg Ryan how she was She's such a... I love it. She's Mm. such a bitch. Literally, Kelly McGillis is like the new girlfriend and all Meg Ryan can do is talk about how much of a whore Maverick is. (laughs) He loves to fuck around. (laughs) But he likes you. And I just think, yeah, she's fucking great in that movie. (laughs) I love Kelly McGillis. I think she's wonderful in this too. She was great. She's very strong. Just Mm, very strong presence. I just didn't in any way believe their romance. Mm. I think they went 
way too hard too fast. Yeah. They fell in love in like the first scene. Mm. And then And then she ghosts him. And then yeah. she ghosts him when, when it gets tough. When it gets tough and then she comes back when he's back on top and mm. she like gaslights him a little and I don't know, they kind of seem to like hate each other for most of it, but not in the way of like electricness. And I think that's a, that's a good choice that she's not back for Maverick because yeah, it's just I kind agree. of like, well, what? You, that's a one and done relationship. That's what are not you the, do? Lo- the big mm. love. That That's not the one. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's it. You just, that's sometimes you meet someone for a little bit and they're not part of your life. And yeah. I think that's the way to go. You know, she's, I would have loved to see her in the movie in some way. Give her some coins, you know. That would have been cool to just bring her back for like a little cameo Yeah, or she's a journalist covering go, wow, so you killed someone again. Or, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, so you in no way progressed in your career yeah, okay. for the last 30 You've years. You've been stale for a while. <laughs> Speaking of Kelly McGillis' mm-hmm. character, can we talk about the infamous bar scene yeah. where they first meet? Yes. Yes. Did that still upset you as much as it did the first time? Not as much because I saw how in control she was. Mm. Yeah, Like, it's still awful, but she never at any point was scared or, like, bothered by it. And I think with some context, I'd be like, oh, this is – she works with – like a hundred percent dudes for years, and she's coming Mm. through the ranks. So she's like, she's not scared of them, and she knows that she actually has authority over every single one of them. So I can see in her eyes, being like, yeah, laugh it up, yeah, Mm. sing it up, boys. Because I'm, I'm in, sing it up, fucking class with you tomorrow, and I'm gonna give you detention. Yeah, (laughs) just watching him dig a hole, being like, you fucking. Cool. Idiots. Okay, I so it really didn't like bother that me in the same way because I knew what was the reveal later. It was the first time I watched it. I was like, it was terrifying. It's fucking awful. It was awful. I did get like very much a a moment of like, oh my god. It's just it was the blocking. It's mm. just they're so close to her when they're <laughs> screaming that song at her. Like yeah. 20, 20 grown men in the military, and just objectively, that's terrifying. But I agree. I didn't. I felt like she was way more like. Okay, little mm. boys, yeah. which I did not get the first time around. Yes. Yeah. Terrifying. Because I think it's like when you rewatch it, you go, oh, okay, she actually has the abundance of power in this. Yeah. But we are not to know that until later on. So mm. I think on the rewatch, you're just like, oh, okay, you just, it just works. Oh my God, true. Yeah. The yeah. first time I didn't know she was the instructor. Yeah. Mm. I thought she was just some poor damsel <laughs> in lady. a bar. <laughs> some lady <laughs> drinking oh by God. herself at a bar. <laughs> You're like, okay, who's this loser they're all preying on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I didn't I remember listening uh I remember in our first run of this mm. that we did not like her. Mm. So I think we called her yes. big teeth bitch lady. Yes, wow. Which I exactly. would like to redact from the record. That's yeah. mean that we shouldn't have said Angie that. She has lovely teeth. I she's think got she's like, got some oh, of the best chompers. Got, they've all got chompers in this. Yeah. This is all pre-veneers Hollywood. I think, big I think that big tooth in middle Tom Cruise's head is sexy. Oh. <laughs> I think it makes him look cool. <laughs> Every time I see a drawing where it's got his that line down the middle of his head sinking up with a tooth, oh, I think he looks great. It. Give it alone. It's beautiful. It's so symmetrical, Love Tom. the tooth. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go on record and say I think she still is big teeth bitch lady. Okay, fair mm, enough. Wow. Just all right. with how I still got my back up when she abandoned him when things got tough, wow. and okay, then I only came crawling back once he was back on top. Wow. I think she's such a babe. Yeah. I think she's beautiful. <laughs> Between this and Witness, I think she's a great star. I haven't seen Witness. Oh, Witness is, is beautiful. Is that the one that she was? Because the reason mm. I remember this, the reason they did the sex scene in Shadows was because that was pu- that was filmed post production. Because they needed more scenes of them two together oh, to wow. make their storyline believable. And she was already filming something else. So she'd lost a bunch of weight and changed her hair colour. Oh, wow. So that's why they filmed it in shadows. So would that have been I Witness? I don't know. I can't remember if Witness is before or after, hmm. but it's around this time. Okay. And that's a, that's a very fun movie. It's Harrison Ford mm. is a cop, would you believe it? He no. plays a detective. Harrison Ford in a position of yes. authority? And he's on the run, kind of, where he a young... Amish boy played by Lucas Haas witnesses a murder in a Philadelphia train station and then a murder by policeman. Cops kill a guy and then the kid goes back to the Amish town and then Harrison Ford goes to the Amish town and Kelly McGillis is the kid's mum. And so he's the one that's like looking after their family and stuff. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's very good. Very weird little thriller movie. 
I like an that. Amish set thriller. I love an Amish set mm. thriller. That's my favorite genre. I just want to see Harrison Ford care about someone yeah. on screen. Actually, that that's would what be I'm nice. hungry for. It's his lone for. Oscar nomination as well. The really? Only really? Nominated for an Oscar. Maybe uh, we should watch it because we did Indiana Jones last mm, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We put up a reel and where we just mentioned that liking Harrison Ford is a red flag. Yeah. It was a, as a joke. Mm. But we got a lot of comments being like, what's wrong with Harrison Ford? Yeah. And so maybe we need to watch one where he's a nice guy mm. and yeah. cares about his characters <sighs> around him and maybe we'll be more on board. Maybe. But the fact that what have we had a lovely listener of ours mm. get yes. dumped via Harrison Ford gif gif what the heck what do you mean yeah. how does that happen so uh basically he just sent her they've been on like 10 dates mm. yeah and just out of the blue sent her a gif of harrison ford just be like and blocked her on everything that was the breakup test. Wow. Yeah. yeah 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 so therefore harrison ford is directly responsible yeah. for that mm. breakup we've well decided. you know i would be very grateful to receive that because it's just like <laughs> how could i care after that yeah. i think it's like one of the cleanest breaks i've ever heard of yeah, and generous of that fella to go hey i'm one of the worst guys. i'm an <laughs> asshole let you know. me show you yeah here you go You'll be much better off without me. Wow, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't mourn that breakup at all. You'd just be like, okay, mm-hmm. on with life. Let's keep going. I'll give it to Jude Cinema for some fodder on their next <laughs> episode. <laughs> thank you. And thank you, my love. <laughs> In terms of the actual, like, enjoyment of watching this movie, mm-hmm. I did find it quite boring. Yes. Um, I found that there were just a lot of really loud, plain-sounding action scenes. Like I said earlier, not a lot of dialogue. Mm. And I felt, I've just found myself just switching off a yeah. lot in my brain, especially because, and I can't remember how Maverick started, but obviously they both start with the very long, yeah. almost shot titles, for shot opening yeah. sequence. But then the first scene is that whole, like, they're fighting the mm. submarine, dude smoking a cigar in the submarine. Yeah. And that goes for really long. And I found that it completely turned me off because I was like, I'm not, connecting with any characters yet i don't really know what's going on yet it's just action Mm. whereas i think i don't know did maverick start like the first scene in maverick was more personable wasn't it i think Mm. the difference is though with a sequel especially like a legacy sequel you're coming with much more baggage where you're just like okay i know this character i know tom cruise and you're just like okay it it can be singular focus so i think Mm -hmm. this one you have to introduce this world of like what the fuck is Top Gun and yeah. like what the fuck is this plane shit that's going on. And I think for me as well, I um, I don't care about plot. Like plot is not that interesting for me in film. And it's uh, I think that for this one, because it's a visual story, it's a very simple plot that like is threadbare, doesn't exist basically. Mm. And then yeah. it is all about like visual storytelling of right. like, like, okay, we're going to establish these things visually. Mm. And that's why sometimes it can be fast, sometimes it can take a long time to luxuriate in those. So I, I but also I'm the same as you, I don't emotionally connect to this. So I am a bit mm. bored during all this stuff. Too. I wish I appreciated the visuals mm. and stuff. Cause oh, yeah, I'm just a little, dumb little bitch baby and I was just like I don't care about anyone on screen yet Mm. and we're 10 minutes in and I just kind of clocked off yeah I think you just have to try and like you have to look critically and just go okay what is this doing and why is this here to establish this and like why that's like yeah work though (laughs) this is your job it's not it's not my job I'll what I did appreciate more on the second watch is actually the plane shit like the first time Mm. I was super bored by it Mm. but after now that we've seen so many actors movies yes. I'm like oh this is the only movie where this kind of thing happens it was mm. nice not to hear constant like machine gun firing yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah mm. it was just yeah. <laughs> Was it not, yeah, it was a different. But I just don't like lots of noise. Mm. I have a very visceral, <laughs> sensical thing. So when yeah. it, like, I think that's an interesting choice that these two movies make is like the noise is more orchestral, like music and shit. Mm. Like either mm. orchestral music or you know contemporary pop music or yeah. whatever. I think that's a really good choice because they're mm. like. It's about the emotion and not the fucking pew, reel pew, off seeing guns exploding yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It's a weird. It's a weird fucking action movie. It's it a is really actually. weird yeah. movie. It really this is, is I think it is understated how strange Top Gun is. Like it's fucking weird, man. Like it's all <laughs> these dudes hanging out on a boat for the most time most of the time. Oh it. yeah. Like it's a really weird movie. Because it's just like, okay, it's a hangout movie with like high stakes secretly, but also Secretly, right? Very yeah. Weird. It's a very fucking weird movie. 
movie. Mm. It's very interesting. I feel still find it so interesting that the whole like the big tragedy of the film happens mm. in a training session. Yeah, exactly. Not like you said. No, there's no actual battle because it's all the stakes are about becoming the best. Becoming, and I think yeah. that is like it's interesting. It's important to Tom Cruise's career because I think all his movies about him being the best. Mm. This is about him trying to become the best mm. and like the stakes involved there. I don't know. It's just a That's fucking weird movie. Yeah, and it is to me a strange movie that has like such a weird legacy because people love this movie it was so big I'm like mm. fucking I don't get why it was so big yeah and I never understood what, why are they gonna make a sequel to Top Gun I never understood like why you yeah. go who cares what you possibly do fucking and I get a lot of people joined the Navy and the Air Force after watching this mm. but I'm just like watching this I go what part of this life did you want? Like, I don't know what it is from this life. You go, oh, I want to sleep in cramped quarters. Like, I what the fuck you want to do? I want to sweat profusely all the time. I want to have claustrophobia in this tiny little yeah. fucking area. And even in, like, the training sessions and stuff and the early fight early on, it's like it, it plays the male PTSD so much. And I think mm. we didn't even have the language to talk about those things yet. Where it's like, oh, the guy couldn't take, he couldn't hack it. He had to leave yeah, or whatever. Yeah, his boss yeah. man. And I'm like, yeah. when people join up to the military and this was made as military propaganda, I'm like, what aspect of this is cool apart from the music video, the volleyball shit, yeah. <laughs> seeing Kelly McGillis naked in shadows. I'm like, what part of this lifestyle made you want to fucking join this stuff? I don't get so it. It's true, especially with the PTSD thing because when after Goose dies, and his mm. boss literally it's day one like it happened like an yes. hour ago and his boss is like all right you just got to let him go mate you got to get gotta, over like, it, give him a second I, just, I think it is actually the homoeroticism mm. that yeah. draws people in wow. without realizing because this like that's the a great call 80s was mm. the biggest time for military propaganda yeah, films yeah. Mm. except and I, for now where it's marvel was military propaganda that's, yeah. that's oh, it that's yeah. it <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're always yeah. at war. Yeah. Some kind of war. Is I think it's such a good point. You'll go mm. a great point. Because yeah. like, people can go watch this and be like, I like it for the planes. I like it for mm. Kelly McGillis. Mm. And it's like, no, this shows the side of the military where it is just the boys the hanging boys out. Hanging and which yeah. sleeping, sleeping sleepovers and yeah. bunk beds. Yeah. And yeah. Which maybe I, that's it. It's like these guys going like, well, maybe I can hang fun. out with boys all the time yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It shows okay. how much they care about each other really mm. and are invested in these relationships. But you don't have to have to ever have to admit that you're just like I like yes. the planes. Oh, exactly. it's a perfect front mm. for friendship, love. Yeah, planes. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Well, I'm glad that boys have a movie like that. Mm. To it's look good up for them to, to have a movie. Yeah, and I guess people go, go back <laughs> and watch this enough. now. Sorry, they must go back and watch this movie heaps now. People, they must. Ooh. Especially the new one coming out. People must just really watch these two back to back. I wonder if they will play well together that way. Yeah. I mean, I think I will probably watch mm. Top Gun Maverick yeah, this evening. I think I will treat. be watching it this evening. Absolutely. So yeah. It's on binge, I think. <gasps> yeah. Yes. I've <laughs> seen it on 4K. there. <laughs> Not in 4K. Okay, though. That's it. Uh, did you say that there might be a third one or did no, I, just I was. No, I okay, don't fuck. think there'll be a third oh, one. Oh, no. I think I can't. You can't. They'd overcook it if it was yeah, a third one. Yeah. What can you do now? If it fell any way short of Maverick. It, oh. it would do. There's no yeah. way, except I don't know. Tom Cruise has a great team around him. He's yet to, he hasn't failed for a while. Mm. I think his last oh, yeah? failure was um fucking that's not School of Rock, Rock of Ages. Oh that yeah, that musical that he did. That's the last like musical big swing that he took without any kind of calculation. That's pretty good that the only mm. fail in recent memory was a musical. Yeah, like, well, well, and he... also he's failed marriages. He's the one who's Professional in film. In film, that's it. He's one, I would say, read a risk. Yeah. Last time we took risk would have been that and Tropic, um, Thunder. Tropic Thunder around yes. the same time. Yeah. A musical Which, like, and a comedy. As yeah. problematic as the film is. Yeah. Him it, in that I film is it. very, it's very funny. funny. It's a very funny movie. I do remember begrudgingly finding mm. him funny in that he, movie. I, yeah. he, oh, to me, he doesn't work that well in that. Yeah. It's just like I was like, why are they? What is it saying to have him in this role and dress him like this? <laughs> He's not funny enough for it to be weird. <laughs> but then also, I don't know. I hope that we see him 
Robert Downey Jr. Now that a lot of their franchises are like, you know, they're older. I want them to see more crazy shit from them like that. Yeah. So Robert Downey that. Jr. is so boring now. Yeah. He's always in fucking Iron Man Iron and Man. shit. Just do something crazy like mm, Tropic Thunder, like dude. Like back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got a new movie coming out. Hopefully he's great in it because he's a yeah. great star. What's the new movie? The new Christopher Nolan Oppenheimer. Oh, I probably will, yeah. it's, I'm not that excited for it because it's like I said, my mm. least favorite genre. So <laughs> right. who cares? But it's like a World War II Oppenheimer thing. Yeah. Is yeah. that coming out the same week as the Barbie movie? Yeah, same day. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's going to be a big day in the movies. Yeah, people will be there. Lots of I would love to just stand at event mm. cinemas and pick who's yeah, going to what. <laughs> who's going to who. <laughs> I'm dressing up for the Barbie movie. I've already decided. You dress up for the Barbie movie, but yep. go to the war movie. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> really make the boys feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well... We have some questions for you okay. to wrap up with, Alexi. Fire away, Maverick. First one. <laughs> the, oh, interesting. Did this movie make you, a boy, horny? Um, I, 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 I don't know. <sighs> I would say borderline horny. Mm-hmm. I would say, uh, you know, like I'm not pausing the movie. I'm not taking a break or anything just like jump. that. I'm just like, going, no okay. No pacing while it's no, on. No, nothing. Like I'm not okay. steaming too much. <laughs> I'm just going, okay, interesting. There's some beautiful, there's some great beauties in this. Mm. A lot of beautiful fellas. Kelly McGillis, Meg Ryan, two great beauties as Oof. well. But it, to me, it's not, uh, no, I don't think it's that, it's, it doesn't make me horny, but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. not that cool, not that exciting. But it's borderline. You can see how it it's would. It's borderline, yeah. you know, yeah. If you if you lent a bit further, exactly. it might happen. Mm. I would say if I was starved, uh, like, you know, in the 80s, <laughs> yes. this would be probably like, yes. you know, gay and horny enough to be like, okay, this is Let me, something. Take me yeah. away. Mm. I, yeah, I agree It could with that. take my breath away, but not <gasps> quite. I still have enough in the lungs to not to not go too excited. Nice. Nice. Alexia, what about you? Um, yes, I still found the beach volleyball scene very erotic, mm-hmm. very beautiful, and Val. I, I, have, mm, I had a big gorgeous. new appreciation for Val. I wonder if it's because I have since seen him in Maverick yeah. in that beautiful but trick, <sighs> very movie tricky role. Yeah, yeah. And, and all the, the stuff that's you know surrounding that. That is the power of a movie star. Yeah. He's just there. And it does everything. Doesn't he's have, he's ha, powerful. Doesn't have a line. He is and, powerful. Yeah. Mm. And you got to see that documentary, Val. That's oh, on Amazon. I'm too oh my god. We were it. tossing it up. Whether we it might do that for so Patreon. It's so beautiful. It's okay. so beautiful. Mm. So yes. So it did surprise. I was really like had like mm. arms crossed watching this movie, but there were moments where I was like, "This is still really, yeah, really sexy." Yeah. yeah. And would you recommend this movie on a date? Um, I would say close to. I think because there's appreciation of Maverick now, I would sure. maybe recommend this one because, like we said, it's not a plot film, so you can just talk over it. There's enough yes. things to joke with each other. Go like, oh, check this out, and then also maybe the sexiness is enough on a date where it's kind mm-hmm. of like you know you can talk about why it's hot and sexy and stuff. Sure. I would say yeah, this is actually a pretty good date movie mm. because date movie should just be casual, a little bit Easy. sexy. Like the best movie date movie in my is the mummy that's the number <gasps> one yes. all time best date easiest movie. date movie ever because you've probably seen it before there's a hottie of every style every in it. style every style everyone is beautiful in that movie and every style is represented yes. in hotness so I think you can get you can and there's enough funniness it's a bit enough quirky. funny that you know it's just it's a breezy flick this is close to that. This is yeah. closer to what that kind of thing. Fuck, I yeah. agree with that. Because mm. now that I'm thinking about it, I was cooking while watching this yes. movie and I could easily do that yeah, and me still too, pick up the plot. So you can, mm-hmm. if you're on a date, go to the bathroom yeah. without having to pause it every time. And- I was cooking outdoors. I'm watching it through blinds half the time. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. I know what's going on. Magpie or no magpie? There were no magpies around. Oh, thank God. But I would say some disgusting... Let the record show that there recently was pigeons roosting next to my balcony mm-hmm. and we got rid of them. Mm-hmm. They had a little nest and I was like, that's disgusting. <laughs> so there were no magpies. The the but there was a vermin not <laughs> nearby anymore, but days ago there was a vermin nearby. Yeah, so you don't mind seeing a pigeon on the street, but around the oh, home you're like, God, no, around no, the home, no, 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 no. I was like, Building their birds own come home? over, scare them off, oh, and they did. The with these rental prices? I know, right? Mm-mm-mm. So we've got to put some spikes in. So Butcher Bird was the hero of the The Butcher story. Bird is the hero. So there were birds nearby, <laughs> but they are my friends. 
strange. They are my heroes, the butcher birds. <laughs> uh, Beck, would you recommend this movie on a date? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Rewatching it um, now as well, I do see, like, how pretty it is. Yeah. Like, I, but at the start I was like, oh, they're sweat. And I'm like, actually, it's really hard to make sweat look that good, I yes. think, in a movie. I think sweat is so cinematic. It's the yeah. early I love sweat. highlighter before highlighter mm. camera. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's got that breezy quality that's important for a watcher, like mm. a date watch, where it's like, yeah. who gives a fuck what's going on? Agreed. It's just breezy, you know? Yeah. yeah. Great. Excellent. And ratings. Oh, how many? What was the we rating did system? How many? Volleyballs out of two. Wow. Out of two? Out of two. And it was because two balls. Oh, <laughs> oh interesting. Wow. Okay. You were funny. funny back in the day. <laughs> uh, it's great to find that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How we've grown. Um, I give this, I gave it 0. 0.25. Mm. I'm going to give it out of two. Oh, right. Sorry. Uh, uh, yep. Yeah, but on. now I'm going to give it. One, I'm going to give it a, a straight down the middle. Yeah. I still don't love it. Mm. I still was quite bored. But for all the reasons you guys talked about today, it has opened my eyes and given me mm. a new appreciation. What about you, Alexa? I think I'm a 1.25. Okay. I think it is, I'm, you know, don't love it. Oh, maybe, what are you... Can I just say, uh, mm. some a math whiz do a thing yeah. where I'm giving a three out of five okay, okay. and a six out of ten. Yeah. Do so, please a math whiz do that? I guess that's a one point one two five or some shit. Yeah, something something. Mm. Mm. Okay, so whatever it is. So one big ball and one that's a little bit cold. Yes, exactly. That's it. It's like a one volleyball plus the netting of another volleyball. <laughs> or um, or the inner one point two. One point two. Okay, it's, hey. I'm at a one point. Because yep. I think there's enough visual storytelling that I think is beautiful. I love Tony Scott. I really weep for him. I think that mm. he's a fucking great filmmaker. He is someone I've idolized my whole life. This is just my least favorite of his movies. Sure. But there's still enough richness in there that I get a lot out of it to watch and to revisit for him, yeah, for Sir Tony. Mr. Yeah, Tony. Great. Yeah, what a tra- I didn't know that about Tony oh, Scott. What a tragic great. end. Great, great filmmaker. And it this. I think the dedication of him popping up in Maverick made me so happy. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, wow. Tony Scott, miss him every day. Oh. Yeah, I wonder what he'll be doing now. Make some really exciting films, I think. Do you think they would have got him back on Maverick? Um, No, I don't think so. Tom Cruise only works with such a small small crew of directors now. Right. Um, I don't think they would go back to him for uh, for this movie. Interesting. And I don't think he would do it either. He wouldn't, yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah, good for for him. What about you? I think I give it 1.25. Okay. Wow, okay. Yeah, big ball and tiny, wow. tiny little ball. Yeah. It's a little more inflated than your one, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Than my one. But yeah. one, more, one more pump went into it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to push it around to feel yeah. that 0. 0.5 difference. Yeah. Um, I liked it more this time. I think also because I loved it was Top Gun Maverick that pulled it yeah. up for me yeah. and made me appreciate it so much Absolutely. more. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, that was Top Gun. Thank you so much, Alexi Toliopoulos, wow. for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me once again on this podcast. And yes. um, what are some pluggy plugs? Where can people find you? Oh, please watch my documentary, Finding Jesus. It is on the Grasshouse YouTube channel. We produce it with Auntie Donna and Screen Australia. Uh, Cameron James and I solve one of the internet's greatest unsolved mysteries of the first people after hundreds and hundreds that had a crack so to solve this mystery about a video game that was used as a recruitment tool for a new age cult called Ascensionism. <gasps> so uh, that's it. it. So it good, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alexi, a for pleasure. joining us. Thank you for giving birth to this podcast. Wow. Thank you for Thank being you the, midwife, was the assisting, midwife, assisting, catching wow. the head as it came, wow. flowing well, from unfortunately, us. Unfortunately, this was a breach, baby. I had to yank those you legs did. out. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was big, but wow, we got wow, there wow. in the end. Sure, we had a little cone-shaped baby. cone <laughs> head shape baby at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, no, my pleasure. Congratulations once again. Four years. A stunning achievement. Something to be proud of. Thanks, Thank Lex. Yeah. yeah. I love you guys. Congratulations. Love you too. Wow. Keep that in the podcast. <laughs> keep that in there. Yeah. yeah. Let's keep. It's been four years. We're slowly merging into the same, the same person. person. <laughs> All right. Well, to close out this lovely reunion episode, I'd like to say Alexi and Alexia. Yes. And our dear listener, mm. Akumite to you <laughs> and a kumite to you and yours thank you so much you must respond you have to respond kumite to you too good kumite kumite
gonna take it 